Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Epiphany. And in this story of the Magi's journey to Jesus Christ, we find a microcosm of the spiritual life for all of us. Everything that we want to know about the spiritual life is found in this story. You could say it's the blueprint to spirituality. The early church fathers saw this from the very beginning. People like St. John Chrysostom, St. Athanasius, Origen, Augustine, they all saw that in the journey of the Magi, in this story, was also our own story, our own spiritual journey in which we seek out Christ in our own lives. Well, that being the case, what I want to do is I want to take this gospel and pick it apart so that we benefit individually from this story in our own spiritual lives. Now, how does it begin? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the new king of the Jews? We saw his star at the rising and have come to do him homage. Now, there's a lot of speculation about this Magi. Who were these three men? Were they kings? Were they astrologers, scientists? Well, Matthew gives us two clues to their identity. First, they came from the east, and they were stargazers. They watched the stars. Now, according to historical accounts, there was a well-developed culture, the Babylonians, which is in present-day Iraq and east of the Israelites, who practiced astrology. They constantly were looking and studying the stars, even charting them. So we know, according to historical accounts, this is true. There were people from the east who were studying the stars. But take it to a spiritual level. Who really are these magi? They are people that are looking for God's presence. And they look through the positioning of the stars. They know if they see the right positioning of the stars and a new star within that positioning, they know the presence of God now has entered this world. Well, the first lesson that we can take from this story for our own personal spiritual journey is be attentive. We must be like the Magi. Every night the Magi were searching, scanning, analyzing, studying the stars. Well, so must we each and every day of our life. We must be searching, studying, analyzing for the presence of God in our life. And as I've mentioned before, The presence of God in our life comes to us in many different forms, in prayer, in people, events, but most the concrete way is through the Mass, through Jesus' body and blood. That is the most concrete way in which we see and feel the presence of Christ in our midst. So we must be like this Magi, constantly seeking, looking, 
analyzing. And yet, for many people, their spiritual journey never gets off the ground. It never begins because they're so preoccupied with themselves, their daily worries, their careers, their pleasures, their ego. They don't take the time to analyze, study, look for the presence of God in their life. They're attentive to all the other things in this world, pleasure, their careers, the ego, but not to God. But that cannot be for us. We must be like the Magi, constantly looking, studying, scanning, analyzing for the presence of God in our life, in this world. What happens next? Well, the Magi, they see the stars and how they're configured, especially the one beautiful, bright star. And they interpret that to mean that the presence of God has now been born into this world. So what do they do? They move. They act upon it. They set out on their journey. Now, we all know that travel in the ancient world was very hazardous. It was a perilous journey. There was no GPS, no AAA maps. One could get lost rather easily. You were exposed to the elements, the cold, the wind, the rain. You camped out every night. If you didn't bring food with you on your journey, you had to go out and get it yourself. More to it, people also were traveling on this road. People like robbers and thieves and kidnappers, even wild animals. And yet, the Magi realized this and were willing to take the risk in order to come to the presence of God. Here's the second lesson that we can take from the story to apply in our own spiritual journey. When we see the presence of God in this world or in our life, move and act upon it immediately. Even though it may be hard, we must muster the courage and the conviction to draw closer to that presence of God in our life. What's the spiritual danger? When we see the presence of God in our life and we don't act upon it. We say, you know, I'm just too busy today, maybe tomorrow. Or this week is so hectic, maybe next week I'll have more time. Uh Uh-uh. We must learn from the Magi. As soon as we see that presence of Christ in this world, move and act upon it. Next, the Magi, they get to Jerusalem and they seek Herod's help. It says, Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. Herod's intentions are nothing but the worst. You could say he's using these magi as some sort of spiritual spies to help locate the child so Herod can then destroy Jesus. The next spiritual lesson that we can take from the story that we can apply in our own spiritual lives, when we see the presence of God in our life and we've moved and acted towards it, expect opposition. The spiritual life is not always going to be easy. There are going to be challenges, just like life. Life's not always easy. But we must be prepared for those challenges and persevere through them. A good example of this, J.R.R. Tolkien's, his book or trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. Maybe you've read the books, seen the movies. J.R.R. Tolkien was a very devout Catholic, and he wrote The Lord of the Rings, as a symbol of a spiritual journey. Think of it. The story begins with a few little hobbits, an elf, a dwarf, and a few men banding together. And they go on this long, perilous journey. 
They fight through perilous things, obstacles, and challenges, and yet they persevere to the end. And in the end, they accomplish their mission. Well, this is the message that Tolkien was trying to tell us. It's a good lesson. When good people enter on to the spiritual journey, they will be opposed. When you see the light of Christ and you walk that path to Jesus, well, expect obstacles. There will be battles and challenges, but don't be afraid. You have the power of the Holy Spirit residing with inside of you, and that is more powerful than any force in this world. Notice also how cold and calculating Herod is. Ever so subtle, he says, When you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may go and do him homage. Well, Herod is clearly manipulating these magi for his own gain. Well, we have to avoid that ourselves. Remember the story in which Jesus, when he is about to send the 12 apostles on their first mission of evangelization, he tells them, even warns them, be as innocent as doves, but be as cunning as serpents. Well, if we are truly innocent, but only innocent, we won't see the tricks, the obstacles, we'll be duped, our spiritual journey will be unsuccessful. But if we are innocent and yet cunning as serpents, our eyes are wide open. We'll see the obstacles and the tricks. We won't be duped. But again, don't be afraid when you face opposition or challenges in the spiritual life. Instead, have the courage, summon the power of the Holy Spirit residing within inside of you to persevere through it. So the Magi set out. It says, They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and upon entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. They opened up their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now these gifts are clearly prophetic. They tell us very much so who Jesus is. Gold. Gold is only owned by royalty in the ancient world. Only kings wear gold jewelry, rings, crowns of gold. Well, this tells us Jesus truly is our king. He truly is our Lord. Frankincense is a special incense that is only burned in the temple in Jerusalem by the high priest at very special feasts or occasions. This tells us Jesus truly is our high priest. He is God. He is the second person of the Holy Trinity. Finally, myrrh. The Israelites used this as an ancient burial ointment. Before they buried a body, they would anoint the entire body with myrrh and then wrap the body before burying it. This tells us how Jesus' mission would culminate upon his death on the cross. And so these gifts tell us Jesus' identity. Yes, he is the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. And yes, he is our King and Lord. He will reign from a throne, but his throne will be the cross. Notice further, the gifts of the Magi, they're very best of what they have to offer. Here's another lesson that we can take from the story to apply in our own spiritual life. When we set out on our journey and we have found Christ, offer him nothing but the best. Hold nothing back. Offer him the best of your will and your intellect the best of your time and attention, your heart and your mind. What's another great spiritual danger? We find the presence of God in our life 
and we offer him just a little. Just a little bit of our time, a little bit of our attention, a little bit of our heart. No, instead we must follow the practice of the Magi. We must give ourselves completely over to Christ. Give the very best of ourselves to God. Give him the best of our time and attention, the very best of our heart, our will, and our intellect. Jesus is our king. He deserves nothing but the best. Notice at the very end of the story, it says, Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. That's great, isn't it? Here are the Magi. They come to Jesus one way and they leave him another. Well, that's what the spiritual life is all about. The last lesson that we can take from the story to apply in our own spiritual life is when we encounter God and we offer him the very best of ourselves, we're going to walk a different path for the rest of our life. Anyone who comes to Christ will never go back the same way. Expect your heart, your mind, and your soul to change, your will and your intellect. You won't be the same person. You will be a better person. Think of it. You will think a different way, act a different way, speak a different way, because now you share a life with Jesus Christ, because you have offered everything of yourself over to Jesus, the very best of yourself, and Jesus now claims it, and he walks with you. You walk now a path with Jesus Christ, which is a different path that you walked to him. You now have become a new and better person. And see, that's what the early church fathers saw in this story. When they read the journey of the Magi, they saw that this is the story of our own personal journeys of seeking God in our life. Always be attentive for the presence of God in our life. He's there in many different ways. People, places, prayer, the Eucharist. We'll always be searching, studying, analyzing for his presence. When you see it, act upon it. Move. Don't dawdle. Don't put it off. Expect opposition and challenges in the spiritual life, but don't be afraid. You are equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you have found the presence of Christ in your life or in the world, offer him the very best of yourself, your will, your intellect, your time and attention. And see, when you do that, just like all people that encounter Christ, you will not be the same person anymore. You will walk a different path with Jesus Christ. You will be a better, a more spiritually strengthened person. And that's all that Christ ever wants from us. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.